welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. In the 1989 movie, Field of Dreams, Ray Kinsella hears a voice whisper, If you build it, he will come. Kinsella listened to the voice and built a baseball diamond in the Iowa cornfield. In 1936, something like that may have been the motivation for Harry Clark, as he suggested people invest in the building of the shoe factory next to the SD Oregon complex on Bird Street. In 1936, the United States was struggling through the Great Depression. Unemployment rates were near 20%. Like every community, Brattleboro was looking for ways to bring jobs to town. Harry Clark was a local sawmill owner and a member of the Brattleboro Chamber of Commerce. It may have been one of the Dunham brothers who whispered to the Clark and suggested he build a shoe factory. The Dunham brothers were footwear distributors and knew the Daily Shoe Company was looking to expand. Daily Shoe had five factories in the northeast, the nearest in Keene, New Hampshire, and wanted to begin making men's work shoes in the sixth factory. Harry Clark found enough local investors to construct a $53,000 factory that was named the Brattleboro Shoe Building. Clark formed a corporation with other investors and leased the building to the Daily Shoe Company for five years. The daily operations open and quickly grew to 100 employees. The workers made men's work shoes, but the company could not find a market for its products. In less than a year, the daily shoe factory was closed and the machinery was removed from the building. Many thought Harry Clark made a mistake in the building the factory, and some investors were worried that the Brattleboro shoe building stock they had purchased would soon be worthless. However, the Daily Shoe Company lease paid for the upkeep of the building for the next four years, so the directors of the Brattleboro Shoe Building optimistically began looking for a new tenant. Within a few months, the AG Spalding Company announced it would open a tennis racket plant in the Brattleboro Shoe Building. Ralph Dutton was brought in to manage the factory. Spalding was a large sporting good corporation that had manufacturing plants in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Canada. The company brought wood from Harry Clark's lumber mill in order to make tennis racket frames. In its Chicopee, Massachusetts factory, the relationship between Clark and Spalding led to a new tennis racket plant in Brattleboro. By December 1938, there were 50 people working in the Spalding factory. They made tennis rackets, badminton rackets, and newly developed laminate rackets. By 1940, there were 225 people working at the factory that Spalding negotiated with the owners of the Brattleboro Shoe Building to add 8,000 square feet into the building in order to accommodate the large demand for their new lower-priced laminate rackets. The 53000 investment in the Brattleboro Shoe Building was paying a 6% dividend to its local stockholders and the weekly payroll for the Spalding employees was over $4,000. Spalding provides steady employment for 250 people and their pay went right back to the local economy. The Daily Shoe Company hadn't worked out, but the Spalding jobs were important to the success of the community. When World War II began, the Spalding factory switched to manufacturing products for the war effort. 
They began making wooden handles for Corning class coffee makers. Spalding soon had a wartime contract to supply military camps with tennis and badminton rackets. The factory was very busy. The Spalding Company made baseballs for both of the major leagues. The cores of the baseballs were made in Chicopee, Massachusetts and shipped to Canada. In Canada, the baseballs were sewn and brought back to the U.S. In 1943, the company moved the majority of the baseball sewing operation from Canada to Brattleboro. About 70% of all professional league baseballs had their horsehide covers sewn together here in town. Within three years, more than one million baseballs had been assembled in Brattleboro. In 1947 was the high point of Spalding Productions in Brattleboro, and it was also the beginning of the end. The Brattleboro division of the Spalding Company had 550 employees. 250 worked inside the Brattleboro Shoe Building, constructing tennis and badminton rackets. 200 worked at sewing baseballs, 75 worked in Bells Falls sewing softballs, and 30 were employed at a wood mill in West Chesterfield, New Hampshire. The former Daly Shoe Factory was at full capacity. Unfortunately, in 1947, the Spalding Company also built a large new factory in Massachusetts with the goal of consolidating all of its northeast production facilities. Employees of the local Brattleboro Division were offered jobs at the new plant in Massachusetts. Some people chose to follow their jobs to the Chicopee area, but many felt they would dislike the industrialized urban environment and sought to remain in Vermont. The Spalding manager, Ralph Dutton, resigned from his job and took his son to the World Series. The Yankees beat the Brooklyn Dodgers in seven games. Dutton took a job in New York at the manufacturing plant that made Adirondack baseball bats. BUHS baseball coach Andy Nadowitz shared the following story with Brattleboro Historical Society trustee Bill Holliday. In the 1940s, the school didn't have much money for sports. We had lousy uniforms and no baseballs to practice with. I was a new coach and wasn't used to this. One of the players said, Coach, don't worry about it. We'll take care of the baseballs. I wondered how in the devil can they take care of the baseballs? At that time, the Spalding factory was located here in Brattleboro next to the SD Oregon place and three or four of the players would go to work there after school. School got out at 1.20 so they could work for a few hours at the factory and then come up to the baseball practice with brand new baseballs in their pockets. It seemed we would have a half a dozen baseballs at practice every day. Brand new ones. I think we were the only school in the country that was practicing with brand new Major League Baseballs every day. Right after the war, the country was still dealing with restrictions on different types of material, but we did fairly well with baseballs. In 1978, a young Dana Sprague was a member of the BUHS baseball team that won the Vermont State Championship. Since then, Dana has amassed one of the best collections of baseball artifacts in Vermont. On November 12th, he will give a presentation on the local history of baseball at the Bradbury Historical Society annual meeting. The talk and slideshow begins at 11.30 a.m. and will take place on the third floor of the municipal building. The public is invited free of charge. Thanks for listening to this week in Brattleboro history. We'd like to thank Vivi, Andrew, Hunter, Seamus, Kennedy, Ella, Hala, Gilbert, Hayden, Stephanie, for reading this week in Brattleboro history. Hey! Yeah. Good, good.
please join us next week for another story from our community's past. 